What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the River Students Podcast, the uh, weekly faith chat for youth and young adults from the River Church, uh, really for everyone that wants to listen up. My name is Jared Moss. I'm the youth and young adults pastor here at the River. And this month, we've been talking all about theology. A couple weeks back, me and my boy Zeke Wallace uh, took some extra time to have a discussion on why theology matters. And I encourage you to go back, check that out, listen to it, eat it up, re-listen to it, um, take notes, uh, argue with us in your car if you disagree with us. That's fine. That's cool. But um, no, I hope that really blessed you. And last week, I did a quick take. Honestly, a not-so-quick take. I think it ended up being like 20 minutes. It's ridiculous. 20 minutes is too long to be quick. Good Lord. Uh, But a 20-minute quick take, I'm saying that in air quotation marks that you can't see, um, on how we gather theology, how we form doctrine, and how we become theologians in the process of reading the Bible. This week, I wanted to finish this discussion specifically covering how to read the Bible for all it's worth. How to read the Bible for all it's worth. Here's the deal. Everybody's a theologian. We talked about that the first week. Theology simply means the study of God. Some people say, I don't want to be a theologian. That's so dry. And then I want, I just want to, I just don't give me theology. I just give me Jesus. That's like saying, uh, don't give me facts, details about uh, the girl. Just give me the girl. Or, you know, it's like, no, it's crazy. No, it's the study of God. So if you want Jesus, Jesus is theology. You have to approach God on his terms the way he identifies himself. And we do this through the revelation of the Word of God. That is the Bible, the canon, the 66 books of the Holy Bible that we have preserved. And reading it, meditating it, or sorry, meditating on it, praying, and then obeying it. Right? Doing it. Because... Uh, the Bible says that uh, we should, shouldn't be hearers of the word only, deceiving ourselves. It says we should be doers of the word also. You know, it's kind of like eating a lot of food but not working out. It's just a lot of excess calories. It just makes you overweight. No, no, no. We got to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, the scripture says, which means we got to read the word of God. We got to respect it, make adjustments whenever it confronts our lifestyle and habits and all that, and just in grace, obey it and do what God says. That's how you become a theologian. Now, today I just want to talk about how to read it, because here's the deal. You shouldn't worry or set out on some big journey about like becoming a theologian or studying theology. No, no, no. The best way to become a theologian is just to read the Bible for all it's worth and just love God in the scriptures, right? Definitely. You know, for years now, I've been reading the Bible every day as much as I can. Um, sometimes I miss still, I think we all do, but most of those days I'll listen to the audio Bible to catch up or something and I'll jump back on the wagon the next day. But we read the Bible because the Bible is God's word handed down for us. Uh, there are many people all over the world that don't have access to a Bible that would like one, especially in countries where the gospel is illegal. And here in America, most of us, most of you listening to this probably have multiple Bibles. Heck, you've got multiple Bibles in the free Bible apps on the phone in the palm of your hand that you're listening to the podcast in. Is that not crazy? What a blessing. So for us to have that kind of access to God's Word and to not listen to it, read it, take it in continually to some extent, man, that's not right. So we want to read the Bible. And there's a few things that I want to hit at the outset. Some people say they don't read their Bible because they can't understand it. Well... You need to ask the Holy Spirit to open up your eyes first and foremost. Remember that it is God's revealed word, which means we need God to understand it. So pray, ask God to give you understanding. The Bible says that if you lack wisdom, ask God. He won't rebuke you. He'll give it to you, right? So that's number one. Second is, 
you can understand it when you understand the context and the culture and a few things. And we'll go over that here in a minute. The third thing is this. Some people say, well, I don't remember. I try to read the Bible. I don't remember anything that I read. Well, we're going to give you a few tools and keys to help with that today. But also I would tell you this. I don't remember what I had for breakfast last week. Well, some of that's because I don't eat breakfast because I'm not a breakfast eater because let me just say six, seven, eight a.m. is way too early to be eating. I just can't. I just can't eat it. Coffee is for breakfast every day. Coffee. Nom, nom, nom. Or gulp, 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 should I say. Love coffee. But I can't even really remember what I had for lunch two weeks ago. But I do know this. It sustained me throughout the day. You see, reading the Bible isn't about sticking information and details in some religious theological filing cabinet in the back of your brain so you can be smarter than everybody else as your brain becomes puffed up. No, 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 no. Reading the Bible is like eating bread. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. The children of Israel in the wilderness, God gave them manna from heaven every morning and it was just enough for that day. In fact, they weren't together two days worth or the next days would have maggots in it because we need the Word of God every day. Better to read a little bit of the Bible every day than to read a lot of it in one swoop and that's it. Because it's not about trying to remember and store it up to be smart. It's just about seeking God and being sustained by His living Word. Now you need rest and food for your body. And you know what? You need prayer and you need scripture for your spirit. That's just a fact. Third or sorry, fourth thing is this. Some people say, you know, well, I just don't, I don't, I don't see the impact necessarily in it. And I heard an evangelist named Smith Wigglesworth said one time, he was talking to a lady and she said, I don't remember anything when I read the Bible and I don't see the impact. And he held up a wicker basket and he began to pour water through it. And he said, see what it's doing? She's like, yeah, nothing. The water is not pulling up because all the holes in the wicker basket. He said, well, that's not true at all. The water's cleaning the basket. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a really awesome revelation. That's like, whoa, that's good. The Bible's not about storing up a bunch of stuff so it gets dirty. It's about running the water of the Word of God over our minds, our hearts, our souls, our spirit. The Bible says Jesus loved the church and gave himself for her that he may sanctify her, that means wash her, clean her, with the washing of the water of the Word. So reading the Bible is not about storing a bunch of stuff up. It's about staying clean. It's about staying clear. It's about being able to see and understand and discern the way God wants you to. So read the Bible and read it a little bit each day. Now I want to give you some tools in reading the Bible so that you can become a theologian. And remember, the tortoise beats the hare when it comes to reading the Bible. This isn't about getting excited and reading all the Bible in the next two months. Although I recommend that. That's awesome. This is about developing a habit that says, I'm going to put God first. I'm going to read his word every day, right? All right, here's a few tips. Number one, have a plan. Those that fail to plan, plan to fail. We have a red reading calendar that we read at the river. A lot of the leaders do. We're all on the same page. And it's awesome because whenever we talk to each other about what God's speaking to us through the Bible, we're reading the same passages and the same scriptures. It's really phenomenal. But whether it's the red reading calendar at the river, or if it's the version one-year Bible app, which I highly recommend, I think it's maybe three chapters a day, maybe it takes 15 minutes. If you read it every day for 15 minutes, you can get through the whole Bible in one year. Isn't that crazy? There's also topic-specific uh, reading plans on the version Bible app. Point is, you need a reading plan, and you need a reading plan that has you in different portions of Scripture. Kind of like eating a plate of food, you need different types of food, and reading different types of Scripture 
will give you a well-balanced diet of the Word of God. I recommend reading Psalms or Proverbs every day. That's going to help you in your praise and worship, understanding the heart intimacy relationship we have with our Creator, being able to be honest with Him and vulnerable, receiving of His practical wisdom. I recommend reading the Gospels, at least one chapter every day. Reading the red letters of Jesus will invigorate your spirit as you're reading the Word of God within the Word of God Himself. And also to see all the miracles and signs and wonders and to remember Jesus' parting words to His disciples and that they apply to you too. I recommend reading an epistle every day, whether it's Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Timothy, Thessalonians, Titus, Hebrews. These letters have practical nuggets of information that instruct us on holy living and applying the rest of the scripture. And I definitely recommend all the stories of the Old Testament. God is so prevalent in them. In fact, I find I hear from Him more through stories than anything else. Read the Bible every day and use a plan to do it. Number two, write something down. Use a journal. Write a scripture. Apply it. Now, I teach our interns SOAP, S-O-A-P, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. So Scripture means out of all your Bible reading, pick one Scripture that stood out to you today. Maybe you're reading something and your spirit just begins to jolt as you read something. That's the Holy Spirit saying that's your Scripture. Take that, read it, observe it. That's the second part, O, observation. And how you observe it is write the Scripture down in your journal or on a piece of paper and, and begin to just look at it. What does it mean? Every single word has power in it. What's it communicating? Where the commas are, where the language references different other scriptures. You can read the cross-reference and see other scriptures. Really take time to engage with the scripture. Then, here comes the A, apply it. Application. Write a paragraph about what the scripture means in action and how you can adjust your life to obey the word of God and apply it. Remember, reading means nothing without doing. So we've read the scripture. We've written it down and observed it. Now we've written out an application, what God's saying to me through it. What I need to do in response to it. How I need to live my life. Take Romans, uh, let's go with 12 for example. I think it's the first verse from as well. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? So let's say that was my scripture for the day. I'm going to write that down, and I'm going to look at it. Be not, underline not. Not means don't. Do not do this. <laughs> Pretty simple, right? Conformed. What does that mean? That means to be fashioned in the image of this world. So this world is conforming me, constantly fashioning me to its image. But be what? Transformed. That means changed. Evolve. By the renewing of your mind. That's the washing of your mind which comes from the Word of God. So if I write that down and I've observed it, now I'm going to apply it. God, this world wants to conform me. Everything I watch and listen to, the people I hang out with, the jokes that get tossed my way, the things I read on social media, the news articles want to depress me, the images on Instagram want to lure me, the TikTok videos want to, they, they, they want to uh, uh, pervert me and corrupt me. Good Lord, everybody knows this is true. Facebook wants to make me argue. Um, the movies I watch or you know, all these things are taking from me. But God, I don't want to be like this world. I want to be like you. I want to be otherworldly. So I pray that you would transform me. How? By washing my mind. And how does that happen? With the Word of God. So I just applied it on paper, and now I've got to obey it. The final thing is P, prayer. After all of that, guess what we do? We pray the Word of God. Jesus said to the Pharisees, the religious elites, 
You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have life. And these testify of me. But you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. Jesus makes this boisterous claim that you can be reading the Bible and not interacting with God. And all you're doing is building up religion rather than building a relationship with Jesus. So after you read the Word and you observe it and you apply it, it's time to pray it. you got to talk to God. Take that Romans, for example. God, I ask you, Lord, don't conform me. Let me be transformed. Take time every day and pray. Guys, this is so simple. Scripture, observation, application, prayer, soap. But as Prophet Damon Thompson says, maturity is the consistent application of elementary principles. Maturity isn't having a PhD degree. Maturity isn't being married. Maturity is tying your shoes every day, brushing your teeth every day, taking a shower and combing your hair and being nice every single day without fail. It's the consistent application of elementary principles, the simple things. And I wanna tell you something, a mature theologian did not get there by taking a seminary class. A mature theologian got there by reading God's word just a little bit every day and praying and talking to the Father. Because if we get his word in the Bible, and we grab a hold of his heart in prayer, we'll be able to be his ambassadors in his hands and feet and live the extraordinary, otherworldly, transformed, miraculous life that is a life of victory in Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's your portion. This is your heritage. You don't have to wait on somebody to teach you the word. The Bible says you have a teacher, the Holy Spirit, to lead you into all truth concerning Jesus. Friends, you're a theologian. Might as well be a dang good one. And a way that you can accomplish that is in the Word of God. Soap every day. Just like you wash your body with soap, wash your brain, your mind, and your soul with some soap. God bless. Hey, wait. Don't go. Guess what? We got an awesome announcement, and that's this. On Monday, April the 5th, of this year, 2021, the year of our Lord, 2021. We are having dun, 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 a crawfish boil. That is right. Crawfish boil. We're going to have corn, red potatoes, the whole shebang. It's going to be lit. You're invited. I hope you'll come. Hope you'll bring a friend or two, but maybe not more than two because, you know, we you know we, we, we ain't trying to spend a million dollars in the crawfish bowl. Hey, no, for real though, all youth and young adults, please come out Monday, April 5th to the river at 6, maybe 6.30. I don't really remember. Check the River Students Instagram to make sure River dot or sorry RiverStudents.tv for the appropriate time. But bring a friend, all youth and young adults. We're going to be eating crawfish and corn and potatoes and having an awesome time outdoors at the church. You're invited. Spring has sprung. Let's eat some crawfish. Hug some necks. That's right. I said hug some necks uh, because we ain't doing the social distancing thing because uh, Jesus is greater than COVID. What? Yeah, for real. Nah. Monday, April 5th. I hope I see you guys at the River Students Crawfish Boil. Consider this your invitation. Bring a friend. We'll see you then. God bless.